Welcome to the We Are Here for Good podcast. I'm Pastor Jen Fite from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in the heart of beautiful Howard, Wisconsin. And during this time, as many of us are practicing social distancing, we remember that as the body of Christ, we are here for good and we are better together. Through this podcast, I pray that you are connected with God's word and his good news for you and for all people. And I pray that you are connected with one another hearing God's word together. Today, our Bible study is focusing on a story of healing and wholeness from the Gospel of Mark, the Gospel reading intended for our midweek Lent worship. Today's reading is from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 10, verses 46 through 52. Today, as we're in chapter 10 of the Gospel of Mark, Mark is the shortest of the four Gospels, and in just one chapter, in chapter 11, Jesus will be in Jerusalem and the crowds will be shouting, Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. But in our story of healing for today, we hear the story of a man who is blind being healed. This is the second time in the Gospel of Mark that a man who is blind has been healed by Jesus. The last time was back in chapter 8. And these two stories of healing serve as bookends. In between these two stories of men who were blind being healed, we see how blind, how clueless the disciples of Jesus truly are. They do not see Jesus for who he is. They do not see the cross that Jesus has set his sights on. Today, I will be reading from the message translation of the Bible. It's not a scholarly translation. It's not translated from the Greek into English word for word. Rather, the translator, Eugene Peterson, was seeking to translate the meaning of the stories and to put the stories of the Bible into contemporary language. As we read this story of healing and wholeness, what details catch your attention? What words or phrases pique your interest? What questions are stirred in you as you hear these words? A reading for Mark 10, verses 46 through 52 from the Message Translation. They spent some time in Jericho. As Jesus was leaving town, trailed by his disciples in a parade of people, a blind beggar by the name of Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, was sitting alongside the road. When he heard that Jesus, the Nazarene, was passing by, he began to cry out, Son of David, Jesus, have mercy on me. Many tried to hush him up, but he yelled all the louder, Son of David, mercy, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped in his tracks. Call him over. They called him. It's your lucky day. Get up. He's calling you to come. Throwing off his coat, Bartimaeus was on his feet at once and came to Jesus. Jesus said, What can I do for you? The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. On your way, said Jesus, your faith has saved and healed you. In that very instant, he recovered his sight and followed Jesus down the road. Now let's look a little bit closer at verses 46 through 48. 
They spent some time in Jericho as Jesus was leaving town, trailed by his disciples and a parade of people. A blind beggar by the name of Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, was sitting alongside the road. When he heard that Jesus, the Nazarene, was passing by, he began to cry out, Son of David, Jesus, have mercy on me. Many tried to hush him up, but he yelled all the louder, Son of David, mercy, have mercy on me. The story takes place in Jericho, which is in the Jordan Valley, about 13 miles east of Jerusalem. Way back in the Old Testament, Jericho is the first city the Israelites, under the leadership of Joshua, it's the first city attacked after the people of God crossed the Jordan River and entered into the Promised Land. And if you remember the song, the walls came a-tumbling down. And over in the Gospel of Luke, the parable of the Good Samaritan is set on the road in between Jerusalem and Jericho. It was a dangerous stretch of road with many rocks and twists and turns, creating the perfect spaces for bandits to hang out. We don't know if Jesus is traveling on this same road in our story for today, as he and his followers leave Jericho and head to Jerusalem. And as Jesus and this parade of people leaves town, a man who is blind, Bartimaeus, hears that Jesus is passing by. And even though Bartimaeus cannot see, he knows Jesus. And Bartimaeus is able to identify Jesus as the son of David. It's an interesting title to give Jesus, the son of David. It harkens back to King David, the second king of Israel, who lived about a thousand years before Jesus. The days of King David were considered by the people of Israel to be the glory days of their kingdom. They were nostalgic for the days of King David. He was the guy who literally put Israel on the map. And in some circles, a son of David was expected to restore the fortunes of Israel as he sat on the throne as king. Bartimaeus is calling Jesus the next King David. What days are you nostalgic for? Maybe an especially carefree time in your life from years ago, or maybe when you could just go to work or the store without worrying about getting sick or maybe getting somebody else sick. This is a strange time. And in a lot of ways, a lot of us are in a state of mourning. We miss our old normal life. We miss the good old days. And it's out of this nostalgia for the past and a hope for a future that Bartimaeus cries, Son of David, Jesus, have mercy on me. And the followers of Jesus try to hush him up. I wonder, do they see Bartimaeus as a nuisance? Are they trying to protect a tired and worn out Jesus? Are the followers of Jesus serving as bouncers of sorts? Or are they just assuming that Jesus wants to be left alone? Now let's turn our focus to verses 49 to 52. Jesus stopped in his tracks. Call him over. They called him. It's your lucky day. Get up. He's calling you to come. 
Throwing off his coat, Bartimaeus was on his feet at once and came to Jesus. Jesus said, What can I do for you? The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. On your way, said Jesus, your faith has saved and healed you. In that very instant, Bartimaeus recovered his sight and followed Jesus down the road. Jesus stops in his tracks and he calls Bartimaeus over. Faith and persistence and gutsiness are closely linked together in the Gospel of Mark. Maybe Jesus likes Bartimaeus' tenacity. So Bartimaeus springs up and goes to Jesus. And as they stand face to face, Jesus asks Bartimaeus, What can I do for you? This is Jesus' question. What can I do for you? This is the question of the guy who knows what people are thinking. And elsewhere in the gospel, he knows what's on their hearts. And yet here, Jesus doesn't want to make assumptions. He wants to hear the words out of Bartimaeus' own mouth. And maybe blindness could possibly not be Bartimaeus' chief concern. Maybe it's something else. And what about us? What most weighs on you? If you were standing face to face with Jesus and he asked, what can I do for you? What would you say? What would your answer be? But Bartimaeus wants sight most of all. He says to Jesus, Rabbi, which means teacher, Rabbi, I want to see. And with just a word, Jesus heals him. And we hear that Bartimaeus, who was stuck on his mat at the edge of town for God knows how long, follows Jesus down the road with his eyes wide open. But I wonder if he will like what he sees. As Jesus heads to Jerusalem, past the palm branches and onto the cross, and as Jesus heads to Jerusalem, it's about time for us to head out too. But a few questions for you to hold on to and consider as you reflect on this reading from Mark 10. First off, what does this story tell us about Jesus and his ministry? Why is the story of the healing of a blind man the last story we hear before Jesus walks to Jerusalem for the last time? And what do you suppose it means to be blind in the Gospel of Mark? Who can see and who can't? And what are we blind to? Do you have such a clear image of who Jesus should be in your mind that you cannot see Jesus for who he truly is? Who do you know Jesus to be? As we hold these questions in our hearts, let us pray. God of all healing and wholeness, during this uncertain time, we want to see you face to face. Listen to our cries as we lift up to you the concerns of our lives, the concerns of this world that weigh us down, the things that you alone can change. Help us to recognize you in the faces of one another and lead us to find new ways to bring your healing and wholeness to your people everywhere. Amen.
Blessings, my brothers and sisters in Christ.